Welcome back to Lions on the Mic. I'm your host, John Newton. On this episode, we spoke with Angel Salcedo, an Emerson College sophomore who is a double major in journalism and sports communication. On this episode, Angel opens up about his broadcast career. He tells us what legacy he wants to leave not only on Emerson College, but on the rest of the industry. He also discusses how he himself has had to overcome racial barriers and how he wants to inspire the next generation of broadcasters to do the same. All of this and more on Lions on the Mic. Hello everyone and welcome to The Upset. In today's episode, we're talking Emerson lacrosse, women's basketball, and Emerson volleyball's red-hot start. We'll also talk about the best team in college basketball over the last five years. Finally, we'll debate the questions surrounding the NCAA. Should college athletes be paid? Don't go anywhere, and welcome to The Upset. That was Angel talking about his sports show, The Upset, and how he came about to create it during his first semester on campus. After he launched the show in his second semester as a freshman, he continued it this academic year, and it will enter season three next semester. Yeah, uh, at the end of the first semester, I had talked with the sports director at, uh, at Emerson Channel, and I had pitched the idea of having uh, my own college sports show, and I'm lucky that he gave me a chance. There's, I mean, as a sports director, you kind of have, have to have a certain level of confidence to give a freshman his own show and expect them to do well. And I'm lucky I had a supporting cast that was really supportive of me. And uh, we've managed to create something that's of very high quality and hopefully will continue to get better. Now, it had to be intimidating for Angel to start his own show as a first semester freshman. So I asked him if he had any doubts and whether he felt intimidated by someone else, the rest of the school, or if there was something within himself saying that he couldn't do it. Yeah, of course. I mean... It's always going to come up with uh, the the upperclassmen. Their thoughts are always, "Hey, he's a freshman. Like, why why does he has why does he have his own show?" It's always that thought of, uh, "Am I really cut out for this?" Uh, and then I don't know. I just kind of just kind of went with it. I mean, I know what I can do if I put my mind to things. Uh, so I just went with it and stayed confident in myself. To Angel, the upset is more than just a college sports show. So, uh, originally I started off as a sports communications major. I I still am. Now I'm double majoring with journalism. But what's, uh, what's interesting is my sister, my sister Angelina Salcedo and my mother, Yadira Salcedo, they both came here and did journalism. And I knew I was going to be following a very similar path to them, but I wanted something that I could create, something that could differentiate them from me. And that's why the upset is so important to me. Uh, because it, in a lot of ways, it's my identity. It's uh, here at Emerson, Angel Salcedo started the upset. That, that's the way, I mean, of course, with help. It wasn't all me. It will never be all me. Uh, I couldn't do it without the supporting cast. But for me, the upset is a big part of who I am, and it's, it's a big part of the mark that I'm going to leave on this school. Angel may be young, but he's already thinking about the legacy he wants to leave on Emerson College and the industry as a whole. The one thing I want people to say about me when I'm when I'm gone is I worked hard. That that's that's I could care less about being talent uh, talented. I could care less about having a uh, a broadcast background. I just want people to to remember me as someone who yeah had the talent. Yeah, was raised with TV and broadcast, but he worked hard. That's why he uh he's as successful as he is because he worked for it. 
That's that's the one thing I just want to and to prove also that you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, a lot of people at the school, especially as freshmen, are afraid to get out there and put their image out there because obviously no one knows you and uh, you're you're new. You're it's almost like you well you are the new kid on the block at, when you're a freshman. But when you show everyone that you're just here to do your job and and to work hard, I think they're very understanding of that. While Emerson College embraces diversity. I still wanted to ask Angel what it felt like to be a minority on campus. Uh, it's, it's interesting because where I grew up, I didn't really feel like a minority. In, uh, in a town where there were many Latinos, uh, many African-Americans, that's kind of where I grew up around. I grew up around that, that type of community. Uh, but when I came to Emerson, there, there, unfortunately, there's not the same level of diversity, not even close over here. So it's interesting because it almost felt like I'm not that I don't belong here, but it felt like I was out of place. Uh, and a lot of the times I, I find that when I talk to other other Latinos, the few that we have, they also feel that way. And uh, I think it's very important. And hope with Noticiero, uh, one of the Spanish newscasts or the only Spanish newscast executive produce, I just I tell my staff that this is not just for us. Uh, we're representing the entire Latino community at Emerson. So let's do a good job and let's represent. That's that's the way I feel. I feel like even if there are few of us, I think we have to represent for our, for our community. As you just heard, Angel is the executive producer of Note Sierro, the only Spanish language newscast at Emerson College. The funny thing about it within his family is that his sister was also a former executive producer of the show. So I asked him if that came with a lot of pressure, not only to bring the show back to its former glory, but also to have the responsibility of executive producing a show of that magnitude that someone in your family has already had the same role in. Oh, it does. It does. Uh, it's In a lot of ways, it's a lot of pressure because... Uh, when my sister was here, she she managed to bring the the show to a level that hadn't been seen before before she was here. Uh, she won awards. She won a couple of of Evies uh, for Noticiero. And after she left, the show kind of took a nosedive. It it almost became it went back. It reverted back into irrelevancy essentially. And uh, my goal really was to come out and restore the show to what it's supposed to be. Uh, right now, we only have a staff of a casting crew of about eight people, and but it's it's eight people that really care, and that's all that matters. We could have twenty people, but if they don't care, it, it feels like you have three. Uh, but it's eight people who really care about representing for their community, and that's why the show is becoming better and better, and that's why we have chance to we have a chance to win multiple awards this year for that show. And any time I mention any of the shows I'm on, especially Noticiero, I can never take any of the credit for it. For me, it has to be everyone who said, go for it. You know, as a freshman, you don't really think it's your job to represent for the Latino community. You kind of expect the upperclassmen to do it. But uh, they, they, they dropped the ball and it was my job to pick it up. I asked Angel if he had any advice for younger minority students who may be afraid to do what he's done simply because they're in a minority. I would say that I'm no different from you. Uh, I'm lucky. I'm blessed that I was raised in a uh, in a broadcast environment. I was raised by two parents who brought me up in TV, and I'm lucky that I love it enough to 
pursue it as a career, but I'm no different than any other kid. Uh, when you think about it, I've always taught myself to remember where you came from. I was just a kid at the end of the day, just like they are. And it's sad because a lot of the times these kids don't feel like they're good enough because some, some of them feel like because they're not white, they can't do a certain things. And some of them feel like because I'm not a man, I can't do these certain things because the, these, these jobs only take men, not females. And to me, I've always believed that if you really, really care about something and you really put everything you have in your heart into it, you will get what you want. It's going to come. No matter how many barriers you have to break down, no matter how many people you have to go through to get there, when you really love something, you'll get it done. As long as you stay humble, you just smile at at the people who who oppose you and just move through them with kindness, you'll get what you want. While Angel is in a racial minority, he is also in a minority as a Spanish speaker. I asked him if that also came with some pressure. Well, especially being bilingual is difficult because with writing, I mean, you know this, you're, you're a journalism student, uh, writing in it for broadcast in English, you learn how to write. You, it's, you learn how to write for the ear instead of just on paper. And uh, as I was growing up learning the language of Spanish, I was always writing for, like, for papers, for papers. So a lot of the times the writing becomes difficult. And a lot of, for the kids especially, the writing, become, the writing for ear and broadcast is very difficult. And there are two different standards between English writing and Spanish writing. Uh, so learning how to balance those, learning how to create good content for both. I mean, Google Translate can only get you so far. So uh, it's it's really how how creative and how high of a level can you bring a Spanish show compared to an English show? Many high school juniors and seniors apply to dozens and dozens of colleges and universities around the world. But Emerson College, for so many, is labeled as their dream school. For Angel Salcedo, that was no different. And I asked him what it meant to him to be able to attend his dream school and how he's making the most of his opportunity here. Uh, it means the world to me. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't be at a better place to do this. Uh, anywhere I could have gone, I could have gone to Syracuse, Ithaca. I don't think I would have been able to have the opportunities to do what I do here. Uh, and it's really, I've always felt that Emerson is, how much are you willing to put into it? Because that's how much you're going to get out. If you, if you just want to coast by, get good grades and graduate, then that's what you're going to do. And you're, you're going to get just that amount of success out of it. But if you really want to go out, you really want to join different organizations, you want to learn, you want to get out there in your field, do internships, you will become, yeah, classes will be more difficult, but you will become better than than most, if not all, of the students who go to Ithaca and Syracuse, because Emerson offers those opportunities. Uh, we talk about how how dif- how difficult it is to start a Spanish show at Emerson. Now, imagine imagine at Syracuse where where they don't let you touch a camera until you're a junior. Uh, this would have never happened. There would be no Spanish show if that happened here at Emerson, and there would be no upset if that happened here at Emerson. So, uh, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I go to a school where they're understanding. They're understanding that even if I'm a freshman or even if it's just a group of, uh, of minorities who think they can put something together that's special, it's the content that matters. That, that's really what matters. I asked Angel if he had any advice for his younger self, and he had plenty to say. Uh, I would say just stay humble. Uh, a lot of the times... It's very easy for me to get out of my head. 
I will, I will always be my biggest, my biggest critic because I expect, I expect greatness out of myself. And even if I have no right to, a lot of the times that comes off as cocky. A lot of the times that you're a freshman, what do you, what do you mean? You need to be better at this or you need to be better at that. Uh, but that, that's, that's how I was raised. That's, that's my nature. I have always, I've always expected more out of myself. Even if, even if I just started, when I was a freshman, I did my first broadcast and it was horrendous. And I listened to it back and I was like, what is this? Like, this is, this is terrible. Even if it's my first broadcast, I've always expected more of myself. I would tell myself to stay in the moment because you're going to get better. It's going to happen. The more you do it, you're going to get better. You're not going to be perfect at first, but just stay present. Don't think so far into the future because you lose what you have at the present when you think so far into the future. Next, I wanted to ask Angel what his career ambitions are and what his dream job would be. Uh, the goal is to be hopefully the first Hispanic American, uh, reporter or anchor on the Gulf channel. Uh, that, that is, if I can do that, that would be my mark on society. The fact that Angel Salcedo was the first Hispanic American reporter or anchor on, on, first of all, sport that we know is dominated by the Caucasian demographic. And second of all, that's also dominated by the middle-aged demographic. Um, being a young Hispanic American anchor or reporter would mean the world to me because it's not only changing the game for me, but it's changing the, it's, it's allowing opportunities for more Hispanic Americans to say, Hey, he did it. I think we can do it too. The game of golf is very important to Angel as it is one that is very therapeutic and can have many benefits off the course. I'm someone who knows that personally. Working at the local golf course was my first long-term job in high school. And when it came time for spring sports season in my junior year of high school, I understood that after a long basketball season, I knew I needed something to help me de-stress from the pressures of track that I put on myself. I started running right after kindergarten, and it was just something... I got to do with my dad, just like hitting golf balls was something Angel got to do with his dad. And it's not something I liked at first, that's not something Angel liked at first, but eventually through bonding with our fathers, we were able to find this love for a sport that originally we didn't take very much interest in. As I continued to run, as I continued to win a lot and lose a lot, I learned so much about myself, but I also put these unrealistic expectations on myself. And I got to a point in high school where I couldn't handle the pressures I was putting on myself on the track. And so I turned to golf to help take those stresses away. I actually didn't run track my junior year, but I did come back for my senior year and qualify for the state championships. Because I played golf my junior year, and continued to play it my senior year, I was able to learn so much about myself mentally, about decision-making, about keeping calm under pressure, and I just transformed as a person and as a student-athlete because of the game of golf. It's an amazing game. It's one of the few games where you get to call a penalty on yourself. It's a sport rich with honor, tradition, and plenty of other core values that society as a whole can benefit from. Oh, golf has golf has been uh, unbelievably helpful to me because it's a game for me 
I've always been one to challenge stereotypes um, because I just don't believe in them. I, 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 I don't think I know they're real. Of course, they're real. I mean, we see it all the time. If you're if you're six, three and African-American, people expect you to be on a basketball court or a football field. And uh, a Hispanic, a Hispanic person, what it would expect me to do, play baseball, which I did. But golf is something that's different. And it's something I fell in love with because I felt like I had the opportunity to prove people wrong. And to start to start a movement, uh, a lot of the times we associate sports with cultures. And it's, although right now the demographics do, do support that, uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's right. And when I grew up, it was really just me. I mean, I was the only Hispanic American that was on the golf course working every single day to, make, to get better. And it's a game where you're by yourself out there. There's no one chatting in your ear. I mean, a lot of the times in basketball, there's an, there's an enemy. So there's someone saying like, oh, you can't like you know, talking trash and you can kind of go up against them. But with golf, you're, you're all by yourself. Uh, the, your only enemy is yourself. So that's something that really intrigued me. It helped me become who I am. Because right now in life, really, our, only en- our biggest enemy is ourselves. First, it was my father. My father said, why don't you just come and hit a, co- a couple of balls with me? And at that point, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not really, it's not really too fun, but hell, I'll do it just to spend some time with you. But it became more than that. It became like, hey, yeah, I love this. Like, this is, this is really fun. And this is not only fun, it's difficult. It's difficult for my body and it's difficult for my brain. I mean, it, it pushes me every day that I play to become better and become not only better at golf, but better mentally. How to push through how to push through uh, mental stigmas and mental disadvantages that I normally used to have. And I'm, like I said before, I'm I'm my biggest critic. Uh, Even if I, I I actually just had this conversation with my dad uh, on the last episode of GME of Good Morning Emerson, I had said uh, the Democrats had offered 1.3 billion dollars instead of dollars. And I was so, I was so angry about that because it's a simple, you just don't make that mistake. But that's the kind of thing where if I didn't play golf, I probably would continue beating myself up about it and say, like, I, I messed up the whole show. Like, this, this can't air. Like, this is terrible. But now I realize the only way for you to learn is to fail. And, uh, and a lot of the times it happens when you think you're at your best. In golf, when you're playing nine holes and you're two under, you're feeling like you're on the top of the world. And then you have that 10th hole where you, sh- where you have a quadruple bogey. And it's like, okay, well, now all the work I just did is gone. And golf has a funny way of being a metaphor for life. It, when you're high, it hits you down, and then you have to build yourself back again, and then it knocks you down again. But it's just how you bring up, how you get back up, and how you fight back. Every box on a golf scorecard tells a story. So I wanted to ask Angel, what hole in the round of life does he think he's currently playing right now? Right now, I'm on hole one. I'm, 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 I've always been on hole one. For the entire period of my life up until now, I've been on whole one, uh, just figuring out who I am, figuring out who I am, what I want to do with my life. After I graduate college, maybe whole two. But for all of us, I think we're always on whole one and we always have an opportunity to be on whole one until we die. Because we always have a chance to reinvent ourselves, to restart that round and to, uh, to rethink our strategy. Hey, I messed up this way. Let me, let me try this way and see if, that, see if I shoot a better score this time. In the game of golf, you have to play the ball as it lies. Whatever surface your ball is currently on, your objective remains the same, to finish the hole in the fewest number of strokes possible. Angel's golf background has allowed him to always focus on the next shot. 
I asked Angel if he had many regrets. His answer is not surprising. The only thing, I mean, at the time, a lot of the times we say hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, so I will never regret anything I've done that's led me to this point because obviously I wouldn't be who I am if I have if I didn't fail. At the, I do have moments where I regret uh, making certain decisions, but at the end of the day, I mean, what's done is done. What's done is done. It's just how you how you learn from it, and having regrets is only going to weigh on your mind. Every broadcaster wants to be great, and a lot of pressure can come from that. But even more pressure is on Angel's shoulders because he's a minority. Further, there is more pressure on his shoulders because he's the third member of his family to attend Emerson College. He's had to overcome a lot, and I wanted to ask him how his experiences at Emerson have helped him to break through some of those barriers. A lot of the times it was the belief that I can do something. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At first it was uh, my competitive nature. It was the belief that I can do this better than Angie could, my sister, or better than my mother could, and which is which is fine. But I kind of went through a period of my life where it consumed me. It was well, Angie did this. I need to do it, and I need to do it better. And that that kind of I don't want to say it, it ruined my experience for for a period of time, but it made it a lot less worth it because I almost felt like I was behind them. Instead of paving my own path, I was just following theirs. And uh, I'm lucky that I have some professors here, like Angela, Angela Anderson Connolly, who talked to me, and Marsha Della Justina. And they, they helped me self-identify. They helped me realize that I am my own person. And yeah, I'm going to be, if I really put my work into it, I'm going to be great. But I'm going to be great at being who I am, not, not being Angie, not being Yadiris. I don't think of it like, I mean, a lot of the times when I was little, my parents always used to tell me and their friends always used to tell me like, you're going to be great. You're going to, you're going to represent for the Hispanic community. And I was always thinking, well, that's not okay, I guess, but I just want to be great. I've always had in my head, I'm going to be great. That's very selfish. It was very selfish of me. That's one of the things that has helped me as I've, as I've grown up and matured, especially in Emerson. It's, it's helped me realize that I'm not fighting for myself. When you're fighting for yourself, when you're fighting for others, you will always do a better job. And that's, 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 I've learned that lesson. And I really appreciate that lesson because nowadays I'm doing these shows. I'm doing Noticiero for the community. I, I want to, I want to produce a show at a predominantly Caucasian school that is in Spanish that will win awards. And not only, not only against Spanish shows, but will win awards against English shows as well. Uh, I want to produce something that will represent for the community, not just for myself, because if I'm doing everything for myself, I'll never succeed. And that's one of the biggest lessons. That was one of my biggest flaws growing up. I, uh, everything I did, I did it because I'm going to be great. This is going to help me be great. And unfortunately, it took, it took a lot of beating. It took a lot of, uh, a lot of beating from life to help me learn that lesson. But I think I've learned it now. There's no doubt that Angel is ambitious and will do almost anything to succeed at his craft. He wants to be one of the best broadcasters, not only in his family, but at Emerson College. He wants to leave a legacy, but he also wants to be a record breaker in the industry. So I asked him what made him want to go down this path and potentially make history. If I had a nickel for every time I've had my head in my hands thinking, is this, am I doing a good job here? 
Uh, if my parents saw this, would they be happy? Would they be happy with me? But a lot of the times it's realizing that it's not just to make others happy. When you, when you do things for validation, you'll always end up disappointed because you're not always going to get the, the validation that you want, that you crave. When you do things for your community and when you do things for yourself to put yourself, as long as you know in your heart of hearts that you're doing something that's valuable and helpful for your community, that's all that matters. When you're doing things because, oh, my mom and dad want me to help the community, I should probably do that, which is what I started off doing at Emerson. It's, you'll always feel empty, and, and I know that feeling. You almost feel like this isn't worth it, and like I'm just doing this for them. So that's, I do it. Do it for what you believe in. Don't do it for anyone else. That, that's the one thing I take away. I believe in the fact that uh, Latinos and anyone, anyone who feels like they're under a specific demographic, stereoty- uh, stereotype by demographic, can change that. Just because you are Hispanic and you grew up in a neighborhood where there were mainly African-Americans doesn't mean you can't go out and play golf with a bunch of Caucasians and have the same, the same time. Doesn't mean you can't compete. Just because you're 6'3", 250 pounds of just a pure athlete doesn't mean you can't be a very good doctor or a very good lawyer. Stereotypes to me and perspectives is what I've been doing it for. My story at the end of the day, I want people to look back on it and say, He defied every stereotype, and that's why he's great. Anything I do, I do it for, well, when we, when we do our show, The Upset, I do it for you. I do it for you guys. It's, it's not enough to do it for myself. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel fulfilled. I want to give, I want to make everyone else proud to be on that show with me. Uh, The Upset, I, I want to make my analysts proud. I want to make my producers proud. I want to make the sports directors proud, the Emerson channel proud. I want to make everyone proud to be doing it with me. And to be a part of it, I want people to say, yeah, I'm on the upset. Like, that's, that's me. Like, I'm with Angel or that stuff. I don't want to hear, oh, you're on the show with Angel. I want to hear like, oh, you guys are together on the show. I've always felt like if I do things for others, I'll always be fulfilled rather than doing it for myself. As we were wrapping up our interview... I asked Angel if he had any final thoughts. Here were his parting words of wisdom. I do want to add that for anyone out there that, that doesn't really feel like they're important enough to do anything or they're good or they have the talent enough. Talent is something. Talent. I mean, with anything, you, you want to have talent because first comes the talent, next comes the hard work, then comes success. But it doesn't matter how much talent you have if you work hard. If uh, hard work will always be talent when talent fails to work hard. That's a quote that we all know. And uh, it's a balance. It's a balance. If you don't have the talent that someone else has, you're just going to have to work double as hard. And if you have more talent than someone else has, we'll still work double as hard because you want to stay ahead. You know, Uh, never feel like you're born with a predisposition of I can't do this. I can't do that. I can only do these certain things. You can do anything you want. It's life. Life is awesome in that sense that you can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it. How good you get is all dependent on yourself. How much are you willing to put into it? Thank you for listening to this episode. Tune in next time when we talk to recent Emerson graduate Jill Guerin, who will become the third woman to be the voice of a minor league baseball team. 
I'm John Newton. This has been Lions on the Mic. 